You are listening to the Impact Church Podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at impactharlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. Well, I hope you all had a great week, a great Thanksgiving week. Um, Mine was wonderful. Uh, Thank you for asking. Uh, But we're in this series called Thankful, and... um, what we can be thankful for, what we can look at our lives and be grateful for, both in our lives and in, in what God teaches us, right? And over the past couple of weeks, Pastor Dustin has taken us through a couple different things, what, uh, we can, how we can be thankful for what God says about us, and then how we can be thankful about what God says about Him, who He is, and what He says about who we are. And uh, the first week, Pastor Dustin talked about who we are and what God says about us. And he says that we are chosen, that we are a royal priesthood, and that we are a holy nation. And I just hope that encourages us, that we're grateful for that, that God has chosen us, has set apart apart a purpose and a reason and an existence for us, right? And I hope we, we can stand on that and be grateful. He calls us royal. He calls us royal calls us a holy nation, that we are set apart once again for the purpose and for, for a reason that God has for us. And I think if we think about who God is and then go back and think about who God says we are, it should give us even, even a deeper uh, sense of, of thankfulness. And who God is boils down to I am. I am all-consuming, first, last, beginning, and end, all-powerful, knowing, knowing each and every moment by moment and not losing control or sight of what's going on. And isn't it grateful, aren't you grateful this morning that a God like that, that a God who is holy, who is just, but is also merciful, says those things about us. He says that, that we are chosen, we are set apart for a purpose, we're a holy nation, we're a royal priesthood. We are meant to bridge the gap between Him, or to help bridge the gap between Him and people that are lost and seeking. We're meant to carry the gospel, to be a vessel carrying the gospel to the world. We are chosen to step out and move forward with the gospel. And I love a couple things that, that Pastor Dustin had in his notes about who God says that He is. Uh, one, of the, one of the notes that he says, Pastor Justin said that God is inexhaustible. And I hope you're just grateful for God's inexhaustibility. I don't know if that's a word, but we're going to call it a word this morning. That He is, we cannot outuse God. We cannot outwork God. We cannot out, we, God never runs out. He is inexhaustible. He's always there. And I, I hope you're grateful for that this morning. I, I know I, I saw that, and I heard that, and I promise you, I know um, if you're watching online, uh, last week the, we had some sound issues. We were able to get uh, audio from the SD card, so we will have podcasts and everything out this week for people who, uh, who watch on Facebook to be able to catch up. But um, he's inexhaustible. And then... This one, this next point, he draws near to us. 
He draws near to us. Now, he doesn't conform to us. That was another point. Like, what we believe and what the culture thinks doesn't shift who God is. He's steadfast through the ages, but he does draw near to us. And that's what the gospel is, right? That's Jesus coming down, drawing near to us, taking on our sin, taking on our flesh for us. And I hope that's something that we can all be grateful for. This morning, as we wrap up the the thankful series, we're going to talk about the local church. And the local church is something that I have been so thankful for for all of my life. Ever since, I say all my life, that ever my, my entire, even pre-following Jesus in my life, I've been thankful for the local church. So I've been a part of the church consistently since I was in seventh grade. And I have been grateful for the work that the church has done. Now, I know some of us don't have that same experience. Some of us may have experiences with the local church that where, where we've experienced brokenness, where we've experienced hurt or pain, or we've been overworked. We've been exhausted by the local church, or things have been taken out of, per, out of, uh, out of theological grounds, and there's been a Jesus plus mentality. And in order to be a part of that church and exist within that church, you have to love Jesus and do this or and do that. And we've all had different experiences within the church. And our goal here at Impact is to just be true to what the local church is. And we say this all the time. It's, to, it's for people to know the love of God, to grow in God's love, and to show God's love to the world. It's boiling down basic to that. But Acts chapter 2 gives us kind of a bird's eye view of what the early church looked like and kind of gives us a, a foundation of what we can expect, how we should function as a local church. The local church does so much good, though. I just, I'm just i so grateful, like I've said before, for the local church, for being a part of the local church. It's something that, um, as a pastor, I've committed my life to. I've committed um, my time and my efforts and my blood, sweat, and tears to. Um, and it just means so much to me. And it means different things to each of us, right? So, like, I don't know how y'all grew up. I grew up mainly in the Baptist denomination, okay? Maybe some of y'all grew up in, uh, as Catholic or as Presbyterian, Episcopalian, um, Methodist. goes down the list. There's a lot of different things that, that kind of shake up the local church. And I want to take us back down to the bare bones and the basics of Acts chapter 2 because I believe the, whole, the local church has a special purpose that individually we are vessels to share the gospel, but collectively we can do that at even a greater step as the local church. It's kind of like we're this vehicle that God has set apart. The local church is this vehicle that God has set apart to carry the gospel throughout the world. And the congregants, each and every one of us, we're the engine that makes up that vehicle, made up of different parts, each of great importance that helps drive that vessel, that vehicle of the gospel to the world. And I want to kind of unpack that a little bit as we dive into Acts chapter 2. So we're going to be in Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 42. It says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together, and all had, things, had all things in common. 
And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with gladness, with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Let's pray together. God, I just pray that you would just breathe life over this word as we dig through this verse by verse, that you would just speak to us, you would open our hearts to hear what you have for us, and that you would, you would give us revelation as to the importance of your local church that, that you have ordained and set apart for a purpose and for a reason. That we would take this, this ground level, beginning church example set for us, and understand how we as Impact Church should exist within it. We're going to trust you for what you're going to say to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, I'm so grateful for the local church. So what I want to do is explore this in just four points um, and how they should look in real time in our lives and how we as Impact Church are committed to these things. Uh, first point is the local church should be devoted to God's word. Verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, breaking of bread and the prayers. As a local church, the word of God, I talked about this whole vehicle. The word of God is like the tires meeting the road. It's where truth, it's where all the work that the engine is doing is actually put to the test. The word of God is the truth that carries the vehicle. This Bible, these words are so weighty, and they're not to be taken lightly. But in it, there's full truth and revelation for us to live by, for us to grow and develop our lives and have Jesus develop our lives. As the local church, it's like the tires where the rubber meets the road, most important part of our mission, and it's where truth of the whole vehicle is affirmed. Now in verse 42, it says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. So I just want to handle that really quick. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. <clears throat> Some of you may say, well, that's not the Word of God. And I just want to clear up real quick what that means. The apostles' teaching are the first-hand experiences that these men had with Jesus. So when we talk about devoting ourselves to the, the truth of the Word and the Word of God, a lot of what these men are saying is what ends up making up the New Testament, ends up making up the Word of God. And they had these firsthand experiences. They made up the Gospels, and then the letters throughout the New Testament were written to local churches. So we see this vein of the local church and its importance in the mission of the Gospel. So these men are not necessarily skilled or trained teachers or speakers. A lot of them were fishermen and tax collectors and, and other, um, other uh, areas of work, but like they stood up, they had the firsthand experience. I think that just harkens back to what Pastor Dustin said a few weeks ago. Set apart, holy. And in chapter 1 Peter uh, chapter 2, he says that to proclaim the excellencies of God as He's called us out of darkness into marvelous light. And that's hearkening back to who God says we are and what we're to do. And 
That's what they're doing. They have come out of darkness into a marvelous light, into the experience of Jesus, and they've gotten the firsthand experience. Listen to his teachings. Listen to every time he spoke to a crowd, every time he sat down with them as they were breaking bread together. And they got to take those teachings and move them forward. So when we say that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, they are devoting themselves to the Word of God. <clears throat> it says they devote themselves to the fellowship and the breaking of bread, to the community of the church. And we'll dive into that more a little bit in the next, in the next few points. And then finally it says to prayers. They prayed together. They were a praying church. They were a praying body. They knew that their answers came from God. That their peace was wrapped up in God. And they prayed consistently. And these are all things that, that we as a local church should be committed to in and of ourselves, should be committed to individually and as a body. <clears throat> Here at Impact, we're committed to being theologically grounded. So when it comes to being committed to the Word of God, we're committed to being theologically grounded. And what that means is we are going to do our very best to teach you exactly and the fullness of the truth and the full counsel of the gospel. <clears throat> to teach it in, in practical and applicable ways, but we won't waver on the, the truth of the word, the importance of the word, the divine inspiration of the Word. We won't waver on the fact that it's not fluid, that it is God's holy Word, and we will teach it as accurate as possible with full prayer, with full study and diving into to make sure we communicate it to you in a godly manner. And we will do that as best we can and unwaveringly. So we are committed to being theologically grounded. That's how, that's how we bring this together as Impact Church. Second part of the church, we're committed to being theologically grounded, but we're also, the local church should be a place where God moves. And we see this in verse 43. It says, All came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. All came upon every soul. I hope this is a place where y'all experience the move of God, you experience the presence of God, and that comes through, through many vessels uh, within the church, through, through worship, through community, through the teaching of the Word, through discipleship. But it should be a place where, where God moves and God works. And we have all... I believe that the folks here in, in the early church were just in awe of what they were hearing. The fact that a holy God who is holy and just by nature, would come down to earth, put himself in his flesh, right? In the flesh that he created. And we're about to dive into a Christmas series um, here starting next week. And we're talking about the birth of Jesus, him putting himself in that flesh for us, for our sake, for our rescue. I... And I don't know about you, but the first time that that connected with me, that it, it registered with me the fullness of what God, a holy God, would do. 
to fight for me. There's just this sense of awe. Like, why? Why in the world would you do such a thing for me? Why would you lay down your life? Why would you take on such an excruciating death? Why would you even leave your throne in heaven? Like, I have no right to that. But you would still do it. And when, when you come to that realization, and when you hear that, and it clicks and it registers for the first time, I believe that brings a, a certain sense of awe. That's what I experienced in my life. And then as you, as you go through your life and your Christian walk, you, you stand on that awe, you stand on that truth, and then you begin to see the miracles and the ways that God is working in people's lives. I think the church a lot of times kind of suppresses, um, suppresses the idea of God doing miracles and God doing signs and wonders. And I just want to tell you this morning that I agree that in a lot of circles it is being abused, it is being proclaimed in a, in a false manner. But what I believe is what I've seen, and I've seen God do amazing things, things that should have never happened. I've seen people who have been sick be healed when doctors say there ain't no way. That's a medical term, ain't no way. When there's no way forward, there's no medicine that makes sense. I've seen people come through of those situations. I've seen, I've seen marriages that by every worldly standard should have ended up in a split. I've seen God step into those situations and absolutely light hearts on fire for Him and for living for Him and working for Him and seeking after Him and that in turn drawing that couple together. I've seen these things happen. And I think as we grow and as we go throughout our lives and as we grow in our faith, we will see that, that these things end up producing and we, our eyes are open to them. The church should be a place where God moves and God works and that we are in awe of His presence and of His move. That's the local church. That's how we see it here in uh, verse 43. And here at Impact, we're committed to this by having a vision for people, like I said earlier, to, to know God's love. That goes back to when it clicks, when it registers. People have that sense of awe. And I don't know about y'all, but like, I don't take baptism lightly. And I don't take salvation lightly. Like, the Bible says that, that angels in heaven rejoice when people wake up and put their faith in Jesus. That angels in heaven rejoice. How much more, or at least equally, should we rejoice when people give their life to Jesus? When people get baptized and, and take that next step in their faith? How loud should we get? How much partying should we do? It says that they rejoice in heaven. And I think that's something that we can be thankful for. We're committed for people to know the love of God. That's that first step, to grow in love. And that's what I was talking about. As we grow, we see and we recognize these miracles that God is doing around us. And then to show God's love to the world. And we'll get to that in just a moment as well. So the first point we talked about, the, the church should be devoted to the Word of God. And the second point, the, the local church should be devoted or should be a place where God moves. 
Thirdly, the local church should be a place of community and family. Verse 44, all who believed were together and they had all things in common and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together, breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with gladness and generous hearts. The local church should be a church family. I think we throw that phrase around. Oh, I'm grateful. I, I even posted it on Facebook this week. I'm grateful for my church family. I think I said that. I, some wordage along those lines. I'm grateful for my church family. We throw that idea of church family around, but it really should look like that. It really should look like a family, a tight-knit community that we experience one another's pain, we experience one another's joy, we, we help in the pain, we celebrate the joy. We're there to lift one another up and support one another in, in valleys. And we're there to party on the mountaintops, to celebrate the winds. Our church family should be there every step of the way, regardless of what it is, to step in. Here in this verse, it says they went as far as selling their possessions to make sure each other were taken care of, setting themselves aside for the benefit of each other. And I think this is part of that vehicle of the church is not just to promote the gospel to the world. That is, that's, that's reason number one. But reason in there as well is to support one another, to do life together, and to do this as a team. It says that they were committed to gathering together. And I don't want to... Okay, I don't really... God steps on your toes here, then God steps on your toes here. But they were committed to gathering together. If you miss a Sunday of church, you're not going to hell. I'm just going to say that. But they're committed to being in presence together and worshiping together with one another. They, in the passage, it says as well that they were committed to going to the temple together, to praying together, committed to gathering together. Your church attendance doesn't, doesn't save you or condemn you. But it is vastly important to be in the presence with one another, be in presence with one another in church, worshiping together, studying the Word together. Um, <clears throat> so it says they were committed to gathering together and to breaking bread together. And as far as breaking bread together goes, there's nothing quite, quite as special as, as dining together. I think in those moments around a table is where relationships flourish and sometimes relationships end. Like, I mean, it is Thanksgiving. Like, I know, like, family can be difficult sometimes to sit around a table and, and have discussion about life. I'm not going to just gloss over that truth. But sitting around a table can really define a relationship. And not just because I love food, I do love food indeed, but I love sitting around the table with people and seeing those relationships blossom. Be it in a house, in someone's house, or there in my house, or in public, wherever it is, in a home's probably easier because I have three kids and now a dog, but like eating together, breaking bread together. There's something special about that. 
And if we would commit to that, I don't know what the studies are, but I know I've heard it said many times that eating together at the table as a family in our country and in our world is just declining. And like, I'm just really super grateful that that's something that, um, and I'm not trying to be toot toot my own horn here, or pat myself on the back, but that's something that Sally and I have really put a, um, put a, put a certain level of importance on is, is eating together at the table, tunes off, uh, distractions aside, sitting down with one another. And I'm not saying our kids are great because you know my kids, but <laughs> most of you know my kids. But like, I just, it, it's a special moment to sit down and, and dine together. And if we do that with people even outside of our family and our church family, and then extend it even more so, we develop these relationships. It's where true bonding, I believe, happens. They were committed to breaking bread together. And I love this about Impact Church. I think, I think the church community here and the family atmosphere here, again, not trying to toot anyone's horn, but I, I think it's one of our strong suits. We have plenty of areas that we can get better at. We can even get better at this. But I, for those of us who are Impact people, who are here every week, who know uh, what the, the life of this church is like, I hope you guys are grateful for that because not all churches have that. And it's something that I pray that as we grow and as we develop, we, we hold on to and we're just heels dug in the sand that we are committed to that community because there's not a person that I've met that I've built a relationship with here at Impact Church that I would not go to battle for. And I am fully in believing, in full belief that there's not a person here that if push came to shove, wouldn't whoop some tail for me as well. Like, we are, we are community. We are family. And I pray that we hold on to that. And that's something that we're committed to here at Impact. So the church should be committed to the Word. The church should be a place where God moves. It should be a place of, of family and community. But the church should all, the local church should also be a body that is on mission. So as much as we are community with one another, we're family with one another, we should also be on mission in our community. So not just being a church that exists, but a church that exists for the city. That's something that we're, we're committed to here at Impact, is, is being a church that's in the city for the city. And that's what they talk about here. Verse 45 through 47 says, they were selling their possessions, belongings, distributing to the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together, breaking bread in their homes, they received food with gladness and generous hearts, generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number day by day. People were coming to know the love of God. He added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Here at Impact, we're committed to being a church in the city for the city. And just as we see here in these passages, people would set aside their possessions for one another, their time, their selves, to minister not only to the people within the church, but outside of the church. 45, distributing proceeds to all as any have need. Verse 47 having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So as the church 
We're committed to abundant generosity. Abundant generosity and being community-minded. So we want to commit ourselves as a church to making sure the gospel is taken not only in this room or in life groups and not only preached in kids' ministry and in youth group, but also that we are in the community meeting needs and doing so in the name and the love of Jesus. My uh, daughter this morning, as we were getting ready for church, we were about to walk out the door. She uh, just ran to the pantry, grabbed a bunch of canned food. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I got to take these to church. She was being community-minded. She was being she was wanting to meet the needs for other people. And of course, like we're like, I was like, all right, cool, let's throw some more cans in there. Like, let's make this happen. This is this is who we are. This is what we've done. We're we've been committed to to ministering to the people and the staff and teachers here at NHE, to being relevant and uh, visible in the community to where we can serve other people. We've been committed to um, to buying into local charities and local places that that uh, that feed and help people and minister to people um, that we know are carrying the gospel with them. We don't want to be introspe- like inside minded. We want to carry the gospel out as a local church, and each of us have a role in that. So the local church should be a body on mission, and. We have not even come to sniff. I guess sniff is kind of a weird word. Haven't, like, we haven't even realized or seen the full potential of, of the things that, that we'd love to do as a church. That Dustin and I, like, we just bounce ideas off of each other all the time. Things that we want to, to see happen to minister to the community. And dreams that we have for this church. And that we all get to take part in. And the more that God opens the door and makes available our ability to, to do those things, I, just, I pray that Impact Church grows and continues to be a blessing in our community and a beacon and a beacon of light and hope within the city of Harlem and anywhere that we go beyond it. Like, that's what we're here for, is to meet needs. We should be a church on mission, and each person has a role in that. I want, we talked about like we should be a community and that we should have each other's backs. We should build each other up. We should celebrate the winds and on the mountaintops. We should stand in the valleys with each other. I want us to be a church. And I believe that this is, this is what that initial church was doing in and around their area. And then churches, and they were committed to church planting and seeing other areas grow and do the same thing. That they wanted their community to know and I want us to know, I want our community to know that not only in this community here, in this family here, do we have each other's back, but when the proverbial crap hits the fan with the city of Harlem, that we as Impact Church will have their back. That we will stand in the gap for them. That we will be there to fight the battles of life with the community. So we should be a church that is committed to the Word. The local church is committed to the Word. The local church should be a place where God moves. The local church 
should be a place that is community and family-minded. But the local church should also be a community that's on mission within the community. And these are things that I'm just so grateful for at Impact Church. That these are things that, that we're passionate about here. Yeah, like we're not perfect. I'm not like, again, like I don't want to say like, you know, toot toot or anything. We are growing and we are developing into these things and we are trying to step forward step by step, moment by moment, moving forward in what we can do. And as we, as we close up this morning, I just, I, I just want to sit on that and sit on how we can be thankful for the local church. And if you're, if you're in this room and you're not plugged into impact, I want to encourage you to do so, but it doesn't even have to be impact. Like, find you a church that is passionate about Jesus, that loves the Word, is committed to truth, and is committed to serving people. Like, it doesn't even have to be impact. Like, I love what God is doing here in the local church and in through Impact Church. But I just want us to be committed to the, God, to the Word of God being promoted through the local church. And as I said earlier, each of us have a hand and a purpose in that. I think the, the local church is a special vehicle. Going back to that analogy, it's like a vehicle that God is using to carry the gospel throughout the world. We are that engine. We each have our different parts and our different things we're good at and different reasons that we, that we can add to what's going on. And they're important to the effectiveness of what we can do. And each of us have a role in that vessel, in that vehicle. I remember what Pastor Dustin said a couple weeks ago. He said, we are chosen people. Royal priesthood, a holy nation. Like, God gives us a reason to move forward, individually and as a church. So, one of my favorite TV shows growing up was Power Rangers. The 90s kid. And uh, it wasn't necessarily my mom's favorite TV show, because I would try to roundhouse kick my sisters after watching Power Rangers specifically. Um, but each Power Ranger had its, had its own purpose, its own things that they were good at, they, that they could carry into battle. And they had these things called, called Zords. I promise I'm going somewhere with this. Um, it was like a dinosaur vehicle. Yes, this is the analogy I'm using. Like they had their own like dinosaur vehicles that they would use to, to fight the battles, to, to face the enemies. So they had their purposes and the things that they were good at and that they used together, and they could do all of those things individually, and they could even like bolster up with their, with their zords. But when things got tough, they, they would come together, they would bring those zords together in what was called a megazord. I promise you this is relevant. They would, they would be this megazord, and they would, like, kick enemy tail. Like, that, that was it. And I'm going to say this morning that the local church is that megazord. Like, yes, we have communities or zords that we can be in and serve and use our, our 
gifts to benefit and, and love on other people. But when we can become one as a local church, it's a megazord. Thank you for putting up with me. As a megazord, there's like no one's standing a chance. No one's standing a chance. The enemy cannot win and will not win. So this morning, again, I just want to say I'm, I'm grateful for the local church. I'm thankful for y'all for putting up with me and my shenanigans and Power Ranger and Boy Meets World and Home Alone analogies that I've made over the, over the years. But we have a special purpose as a local church. And each of us have a, have a role to play. And there's nothing better than seeing the gospel take root and move forward in people's lives. And here in the, the early church, it said that, that their number grew, and they, the number of the church grew day by day, and they saw people, they saw hearts change, and lives, people come to know Jesus, and lives change, and lives healed. We can see all of those things, and we have seen all of those things. Like, I don't want to discount any of those things that, that have happened already, but we can still see those things continue to happen if we continue the path. And we are grateful for the local church. We're thankful for the work that that we do and the church does, and that we get a chance to be part of it. We get used, we get to use be used by God. Think about this for a second. God, life and death hangs in the balance, right? And I don't want to like put any weight on us, but like life and death hangs, eternal life and death hangs in the balance. And God trusts me to carry that. And God trusts you to carry that. To carry the gospel. To carry that, that Jesus loved people so much that he wrapped himself in his creation. He wrapped himself in flesh. He came down to this earth. He lived a, a sinless life, even in the face of temptation. He died on a cross for our sin. Price that we were meant to pay. Like a tab that we had rung up, a bill that we had rung up, he paid for it on the cross. And that bill was death. So he paid for death. And then he defeated death for our sake. Like, so that's the story. Like, and only... And in doing so, he's given us freedom and hope, given us right standing with God, justified us in, in the face of God. And all we have to do is place our faith in him, look to him as Savior. We don't have to be perfect to start with and get ourselves clean and right to, to do that. We expect God to do that. We trust God, and as we grow, that that'll happen. But he takes us where we're at. And he takes us forward. He gives us a reason. He gives us hope. He gives us a purpose. So that's the story. And God entrusts us with that to take it to the world, to be a vessel to take it through the world, to the world. 
I'm grateful, slightly terrified of that. But I'm grateful that God thinks so much of me. The God who's all-powerful, beginning and end, I am, calls me chosen, royal, holy. Calls us as a church chosen, royal, holy. And we get to do that together in the local church. This morning I want to encourage you to continue that fight, continue the mission with us, with the continued abundant generosity that you've shown, the abundant selflessness that you've shown, to continue that. And I think we can just accomplish so much together as Impact Church. Like I said before, if you're not a part of a local church, get plugged into a local church. I'd love for it to be Impact, but if this just doesn't like suit your style, like find a local church that loves Jesus and does. If you'd like to get plugged in here, though, come talk to Dustin or myself um, or any of the ministry leaders. Uh, we'll be able to get you through the next steps of getting plugged in here. But maybe that second point, that sense of awe has kind of stuck with you this morning and, and it's kind of registering now what Jesus did for our sake, and you've never surrendered your heart to Jesus. If you're here this morning, I want to give you that opportunity and just say that after the service, please come talk to myself or Pastor Dustin. We'll be happy to walk through that with you. Um, a holy God loves you so much. And a holy God trusts us to carry that message. So this morning as we wrap up this thankful series, I hope you're thankful for who God says you are. I hope you're thankful for who God is. That God is holy and perfect, but He still says, a great, says such great things about us. And I hope you're thankful that we get to do life together, that we get to be a local church, and we get to follow this example in Acts 2. I hope you're thankful for, for the church. I'm thankful for y'all. Thankful for Impact Church. It's a church unlike any other church I've been a part of. In all of the best of ways. This morning I want you to pray with me. And if God moves, however God moves in your heart, when I finish praying, just respond to him accordingly. Come talk to Pastor Dustin. Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at impactharlem.org. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.